I am Sir Clifford Miller. And I am Sir Antonio Padilla. And, and we are the we nerds are of the round nerds table. Of the round table, table, table. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. What's up, everybody? I am Antonio Padilla. With me, as always, is Cliff Miller, my Lancelot, and welcome to Nerds of the Round Table. We have uh, another special episode. Well, they're all special, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> in addition to the special report that came out yesterday. We're back with a new episode. So, Cliff, uh, we've been off the air for a while. And, uh, you know, obviously a lot of things have happened. A lot of things have happened. So, yeah, a lot of things have happened. So, uh, let's let's just get right into it. Let's, uh, let's talk about some... Actually, before we get into it, I want to take a moment to mention a few things that I forgot to mention yesterday uh this weekend is the opening weekend for shazam now for those of you who don't know i already got to see the movie two weeks ago and i wrote a review that you can read on frankenculture.com so if you're interested don't worry it's spoiler free and so and i suggest that you go into this movie knowing as little as possible so if you're interested in my thoughts and my reactions to the film, head over to frankenculture.com and check out my review of Shazam. I hope you all go check it out this weekend. I know I'm going to go see it again this weekend. Cliff, are you going to go see Shazam? So I will go see Shazam. I will probably see it the week after. And I only say that because this, uh, this week that we're actually recording the podcast on, the week of April 4th, right? Oh, today's April 4th. Uh, this is <laughs> WrestleMania week. So, like, we have yeah, yeah. all sorts weekend. of wrestling programs going on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And my head's going to be wrapped around all of that. And then uh, next Saturday, <laughs> I definitely plan on going to see Shazam. Um, and I'm actually, I'm actually trying to go catch a matinee of Captain Marvel tomorrow. Because right I have on, already right bought my tickets for Avengers Endgame, so I'm I'm all ready for like this these next couple weeks, man. I'm That's this right. whole month has been so loaded with awesomeness. I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. Like, oh man, it's crazy. <laughs> We're gonna have so much coverage over the next couple of weeks. It's gonna be insane. Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking, but yeah, uh, I'm also uh, in addition to going to see Shazam again this weekend. I'll probably also see it again next weekend <laughs> just because i've got to take uh i'm gonna end up taking my siblings to go see it next weekend so nice. so yeah yeah I, and I, it, it really is that good like i don't mind going to see it multiple times it really was that good spoiler alert for those of you who haven't read my review i loved it speaking, <laughs> speaking of things so speaking of things that'll oh, be ahead. a surprise right um i saw mm-hmm. a certain movie where a couple mm-hmm. of bikers were talking to a man and then they asked if they could take selfies with him with a pink mm-hmm. phone. It was quite <laughs> hilarious. I'm not going to mention right? the movie, but if you know what I'm talking about, you'll, uh, you'll enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Check. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> I love that movie. 
And um, minor spoiler, you might see a throwback to that in a certain movie that's opening this weekend. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, so just you know, if you're if you were a little you know worried about whether or not there was any continuity, uh, spoiler alert, there is. But yeah. <laughs> so. Facts. So anyway, anyway, again, I don't want to, I don't want to get into spoiler territory. Just uh, you know, that put put that out there. Oh, you haven't right. seen Aquaman so, yet. Something's wrong with you. It, it's been out for a while. Aquaman, <laughs> for sure, check it out. It's because it's it's awesome. Cliff, you loved it, right? Oh God, it was fucking amazing. I just right. This was like this was because we didn't talk about this before recording this. I wanted to spring this up on you, kind of like at the last minute to be like, yo, check out what I did last night. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's I, awesome, thir- man. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And the one thing that kind of threw me off too, I kind of knew everybody who was going to be attached to the movie. Totally fucking forgot Dolph mm-hmm. Lundgren was going to be in the movie. Just I don't know why. Yeah, I yeah. Mind. It was so cool to see him in that movie. Yeah, and I always say like it's it's interesting because Dolph Lundgren had a pretty big year last year. He was in yeah. Creed two, and he was in Aquaman. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's funny because a lot of people. Even I forgot he was in that movie when I went to go see it in theaters until I saw him and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. He is in this movie, you know, <laughs> and I, I think it's because they don't really show him off a lot in the marketing for that movie. But no, and that's why I was like, he has oh. a pretty big role in it. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I was like, oh, shout out to this man. I was definitely I'm yeah, a man. huge fan. I was definitely a huge fan. And it's funny because like as much as I shit on Aquaman, I was like, you know, <laughs> when uh you know, Batman versus Superman and Justice League. I was like, God, man, I fucking hate myself right now. <laughs> I'm eating all the words I've ever said about Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, that's... Uh, people talk about how it was kind of surprising that Aquaman was this big hit, but I never had any doubt, man. Like, because I knew the character had potential to be, like, a fan favorite. Because I always knew, like, all the all those really lame jokes that people made about Aquaman. I was like, that's all bullshit, man. Like, and when you actually see who the character is and what the character is, like everybody's going to fall in love with him. And I knew that. So, you know, you know, <laughs> side, sidebar to this, we, so we talked about mm-hmm. this a while ago on, uh, actually we talked about uh, probably like four weeks, uh, four episodes ago about mm-hmm. characters or people, actors who cross over from mm-hmm. DC to, to Marvel or Marvel to DC and mm-hmm. William Dafoe was in that category. We never, yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. us talking about William Dafoe, but we did talk about like, um, yeah, uh, yeah, we talked about like Idris Elba and Dave Bautista and who else? Who was the other one? There was some, there was another big name in there too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I see it wasn't, was oh, it? Zachary Levi. Yeah, uh, Zachary Levi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shazam. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, right. But, we were just yeah, about yeah. It. So we were talking about all those guys. And then I see William Dafoe and I was like, oh shit, that's right. Like, and he was a major yeah. star in Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, he, yeah, he was pretty big in those movies. Yep. Yeah. And it's interesting because uh, that was the other thing I forgot to mention in, like, because you brought it up. Something I forgot to mention in my report that I did yesterday. Willem Dafoe was supposed to be in Justice League. Oh damn! I don't know if you knew that he was supposed to be Volko in Justice League, and there was even an action figure released. Or actually, it wasn't released, but we saw pictures of it. And obviously, because the character got cut from the film, that action figure was never released. 
but we know what he was supposed to look like. I, it's crazy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's just it's wild, man, to think like about like how how those characters, like well, just like William Defoe, like how he you know he leaves Marvel, he goes to DC, and everybody kind of going that same way too. It just shows you the power mm. that you know actually, and and we'll dive into it, right? So, um, on a previous episode, you did the into the Snyderverse, which by the way, I listened to the mm-hmm. whole thing, man, and I just gotta say, yo. If you haven't heard it yet, it's it's fun fucking it's fan fucking tastic. That's how you have to say it. In <laughs> fucking incredible. You you have to insert words into this. Absolutely fucking lutely. So anyway, this was an amazing piece. Um cuz there's a lot of stuff in there that I just like one I didn't know. And obviously if I'm not in into the DCEU kind of like how you are, I wouldn't have known, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, I knew about the situation with Zack Snyder and his, well, and they said that he was a child and he left the project and then Jaws picked up the the slack and kind of finished the movie out. But I didn't realize like how much he had actually changed. So um, for you guys who yeah. haven't heard, it's kind of, it's a huge, huge deal, man. And I was kind of taken back, but um, to, to see the effect of how much, uh, Snyder has and how much he can pull people into his vision and see like yo man I just have to say, I, I'm shocked you know because Batman versus Superman like we've talked about it a few times I thought it was okay mm-hmm. I didn't think it was like amazing it was a good movie I just there was just a lot of things going on at the same time but I think had we mm-hmm. got the Justice League that Zach really wanted to do, it would have cleared up so much. And then all those movies could have tied yeah. back in together. So I definitely, I guess my biggest question for you is like, what made you want to really report on this and like talk about this in depth? Well, the reason I did the report was it really was just because, you know, Zack Snyder himself finally talked about it. And he, like I, like I said, at the beginning of the report, he, he dropped all of this bombshell news on all of us. And we were all, we weren't ready for it. <laughs> like when he got done talking about it, I, we were all just sitting in silence and shock. And there was one person in the back of the room that broke the silence. He screamed out, we were fucking robbed. And we all <laughs> felt the exact same thing. <laughs> Cause we were like, dude, like, we we had no idea just what he was planning. We knew it was something that no one else could could envision that nobody else had in mind. But hearing him talk about it and have having him explain it to us, the man himself, uh, it was just like I was on a roller coaster of emotions like you know what i mean like i was i was happy to hear it i was glad i was relieved but then immediately i was just frustrated and angry at the studio for doing what they did and like i said in the report it was like i i thought i had made my peace with the situation and i was like you know it happened whatever moving on but like i said you know it's like after i heard all that it's like i like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't move on. And I've got to get the word out for anybody who wasn't there, for anybody who hasn't heard, you know, because like, I know this whole thing has been transcribed on the internet all over the place. But like, 
most of the people who are doing the reporting on that were reporting on some of the dumbest stuff that came out from that. And, and I'm not going to get into that right now, but anything I'm I guarantee you, you guys have heard some of the stuff that people were reporting on from that event. And it was like, why is this what you're reporting on? Why are you not reporting on what he revealed to us about his original vision? Like, that's what I want people to hear. That's what I want people to know. So that's why I did the report because it's something that meant a lot to me. And it's something that I, I feel the nerd community needs to know. Oh. So yeah. yeah, that's why I did it. <laughs> yeah. I found it interesting too, right? Because we had, we had five movies that were pitched to, to Warner brothers. Right. So you said it was mm-hmm. man of steel, Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. justice league part yep. one and justice league part two. And then yeah. there was a fifth movie that wasn't really known to what it was going to be about, right? So, yeah. and just like you, now all of a sudden, like, I'm very fucking curious into finding out what this fifth movie <laughs> was. Because I was like, yo, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. So, you mean to tell me, and and the storyline that got drawn across, I would have been, mm-hmm. I would have invested ten times the amount of time into DCEU. Had I felt like, you know, because I really did like Man of Steel. I have to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love that movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was put together very well. I like the idea that, you know, Zod wasn't going to stop. So eventually, you know, Clark, well, Superman, I don't want to say Clark, but mm-hmm. um, eventually he had to kill Zod because he understood, you know, Kal-El understood he had to kill him. Otherwise, it was never going to stop. Um, but then, right. like, Batman versus Superman. You know, I mean, I have my opinions on it. I'm not saying it's a, like I said, I'm never going to say it's a bad movie. I just, there was a, a lot of different loopholes that were just kind of like mm-hmm. left open. But I really mm-hmm. did like. But you, you never saw the Ultimate Edition, though, right? right? And that's the thing, too, is I didn't see the Ultimate Edition yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but with just a standard movie, because I, I know I feel like a lot of audiences probably saw Batman versus Superman and, um, they were just like, well, yeah, yeah I, you know, the theatrical. I, I, I imagine, yeah, I, I, I understand. Like most people saw the theatrical cut and were just like, eh, whatever, and they didn't want to invest in Zach's director's cut, which is the ultimate edition. But you know, Thank I you. say this all the time: the ultimate edition of the of Batman versus Superman is amazing. Like, if you thought there were plot holes or maybe things that weren't explained as well in the theatrical cut. All of that is taken care of in the Ultimate Edition. Right. But, you know, whatever. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, And then, obviously, you get the Justice League uh, going, and it I, mm-hmm. I, it was where it was, right? But yeah. I definitely felt like if Zack Snyder would have been able to follow through with his plans, that movie would have been fucking fire. Yeah. Because, you know, like, the biggest problem that I talk about with, you know, Batman vs. Superman, Justice League, and Suicide Squad... It's just like mm-hmm. they're there. It's I just I feel about those three movies exactly how I felt about Captain America, the first Captain America. And a lot of people are gonna be like, "What the fuck, man?" It was just it mm-hmm. was there. Like it wasn't bad. It was just it was there. It was made. And mm-hmm. you're kind of like, "I'm here for a ride." Like I'm, it, may, it may not be a good ride. It just it's a ride, you know. Mm-hmm. And your favorite characters are there together, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, but it just kind of felt fell off right because i thoroughly enjoyed wonder woman i loved man of steel i loved the dark knight mm-hmm. trilogy which obviously that's a different that's a different universe yeah we'll that's a different, different universe. universe 
I loved Aquaman, <laughs> as we just established, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to see Shazam. So all these movies are getting made and they're all really good. And I was and still am, hopefully, this still kind of goes through because you did kind of talk about this too, with Ben mm-hmm. Affleck coming back, possibly directing and acting in uh, his own Batman movie. I am excited for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited for all these movies together like collectively separated right i guess coming together to me it Mm -hmm. just kind of seems um i don't know it just rushed i guess is the word i'm looking for yeah 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 and and zach i feel it's important to uh bring up something that zach snyder has actually gone on the record uh saying this like um his intention he he wanted to wait to do justice league but you know the studio was like no 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 you got to do justice league you got to get that out quick you know, and that kind of uprooted sort of his original plan. But like I said, man, like his original vision for that movie was so different from the movie that exists right now. And I just, even talking about it, I get so frustrated because it's like knowing what we know now about the movie and like i said like cliff was saying if you haven't listened to the episode where i i break this all down for you uh go listen to it uh because you know we're probably going to bring up some stuff here that like if if out of context you're not going to understand what it was but so anyway that movie uh and and the proposed justice league 2 would have tied up so many loose ends that exist now in batman versus superman you know like i brought it up in in the report like the nightmare sequence from batman versus superman and then the the flash's warning to bruce as it stands now those sequences make no sense because we're never going to get to that point now so like do you see what i mean like it's so frustrating yeah yeah yeah. no i got you (sighs) I definitely, I definitely would have been in, intrigued to see that scene, um, and we're gonna talk about it mm-hmm. here for a sec, quick second, um, where Cyborg and Flash and Batman, and it's like, do we want to go to point A or do we want to go to point B? Uh, we should go to point mm-hmm. A. All right, go to point B because you went to point A and it didn't work out, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck, that would have been awesome, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? Like, and like Zach told us that whole scene, like, and he even recited the dialogue. And we were like, dude, that would have been so dope because we would have gotten the payoff as to why that happened in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. And it's like, so yeah. (laughs) And like the mother box, like, again, there's another scene that would have made more sense had people been able to, if, if, if W uh, Warner Brothers when had lost faith, if they would have just kept a track, all that shit would have made sense. And it was just so crazy to think about. I'm like, God damn dude we missed out on a lot of cool shit and i'm like looking back i'm like yo well and uh and steppenwolf like we were talking about him you were talking about him too like yeah he got he got nerfed the fuck down like he was supposed to look like a super badass and we got you know yeah we we were supposed to we were supposed to get filet mignon and we got like rump roast (laughs) exactly shout out to american pie for that (laughs) yeah yeah Exactly. And it, it's funny because um, Kieran Hines, the actor who voices Steppenwolf, he has actually come out in support of getting Zack's cut released because he said, this is a quote from him, he said, 
in in regards to Steppenwolf in the film. He said, that's not the character that I worked so hard on for months. Uh, you know, and he said, like, I hope they release the director's cut because it's a far superior movie. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, man, like after hearing Zach and after processing all this information and <sighs> dude, man, I believe it. I believe it. I believe that that villain was supposed to be far more menacing and far more developed than what he is in that film. And like, dude, like, can you imagine what it was like for Kieran Hines? Like he, he probably read that script and like, like he's an actor that I respect, you know? And like, he probably read that script and was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is a great villain. This is a great character. And then, you know, going to the premiere or whatever and seeing how they butchered that character. Can you imagine how, upset he would have been how heartbroken i've been been pissed i've been so pissed no (laughs) so um like we said guys if you if you haven't checked it out go check out that episode it was in fucking incredible i have to keep harping on it because it was such a great job and i'm sorry like our schedules couldn't match up to uh so that we both can talk about this but no man like this it was i mean i just can't stop talking about it because it was fucking (laughs) awesome (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, and and for real, man, I wanted you to get to be on it because I wanted to be talking about this and get your honest reactions to it. But like I said, like, I, you know, I talked about it yesterday and we talk about it again today. It's like, you know, lately just life has gotten crazy and it's gotten in the way. So, you know, life is always. And crazy. like I mentioned in the report, I I did talk to Swag about this in person. I told him everything that I did that I talked about in the report. And even he was just like, what <laughs> like yeah. i'm like i know how crazy would that have been so yeah yeah That's man where we come from but yeah go but check yeah, out that. Uh, go, go check out the report it's it's available it's on franken culture it's on anchor.fm slash nerds and it's so also yeah listen on, to it yeah it's yeah, also, yeah so it's also yeah, gonna be check here it on franken culture it'll be yeah it's it got the it's got the most let's be honest man we're gonna segue into this but it's got one of the most badass titles too like <laughs> into the Snyderverse like that's a badass right. title and speaking right? of I'm glad you liked it and speaking of speaking of into, into maybe not the Snyderverse but the Spiderverse uh, into the Spiderverse let's into talk the about Spider-verse it we go hell yeah uh yeah so. <laughs> You know what? Let me let me start this off with kind of like uh, on my side, right? So, Kira, uh, mm-hmm. my, that's my daughter. For some of you guys who don't know, she has a flu, and so we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, she I took her out of school. Oh, is that why you guys were watching movies? Yeah. So uh, we <laughs> decided that we wanted to sit down and watch a movie, and we decided to watch Spider Spider Man Into the Spider Verse. And I was texting mm-hmm. you the whole time while we were watching this mm-hmm. movie, and I I gotta say, man, like. It's about fucking time Sony gets like it's not so just gets good, a right? home yeah not just gets a home run but we're talking about like walk off Grand Slam World Series Game Seven type style <laughs> shit because that fucking movie was oh my god and it was so incredible it, yeah it's so good man like yeah. I it it's I say this all the time like it's kind of I know a lot of people probably write it off because it's an animated movie but like it's so good it's in a league of its own like so 
even live action superhero movies could learn a thing or two from this movie. Oh yeah. Like that's how good it is. Like, Oh my God. Like the script is fantastic. The cast is amazing. The animation style is groundbreaking on a level that we haven't seen since the first toy story. And that's what I was talking about. I was like, this movie deserved that best animated feature Oscar because the animation style was so distinct and unique. And like, uh, I was watching it with my little sister and she was like, she was looking at it and she was like, it looks like, uh, you know, the, the illustrations from a comic book. And I was like, it does, right? It like, does. it looks like you're watching a comic book come to life. And that's what I love so much about the animation style. And not to knock on Disney or Pixar, because I do love those movies, but they do all sort of just look the same. Yeah. You know, like I said, they, they're not breaking any new ground in terms of animation anymore. Their films are still great. Don't get me wrong. But like this movie deserves recognition. Like the animation style is groundbreaking. And if you, if you watch the, like the making of, they talk about the, the techniques they used and all the, all the crazy stuff they did to achieve that look. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's awesome. But no. uh, enough about the technical stuff. <laughs> Cliff, well, no, like, no, no, no. Actually, give what's me funny? Give me your yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me let me kind of bring this right. So the anime, I can't stop talking about the animation. Like God, that was so great. Right. And the funny thing too is that um, Incredibles two, right, had mm-hmm. kind of like that. It looked it was digitalized, obviously, but it looked like hand drawing. But it was mm-hmm. only for like a short part of the sequence where like if they would have kept going with it, like it wouldn't have made sense for the Incredibles, right? Because it would have looked too right. comic bookish when you're trying to make this look like yeah. the first one. But it would have been a bit jarring, yeah. Yeah, but this was so amazing. Like this style of the style of animation I just have to get into, man. It's just it is. It very much look comic bookish. It looks like someone drew it. Mm-hmm. And then just the film itself mm-hmm. just plays so well. Like like each you oh, know yeah. scenes scenes in there where like you know, parts would get moved around, so it looked like you were looking at a comic book. I was just like, to me, I was just <laughs> yes. enthralled with the whole movie. And you're right, like yeah. that the voice acting was amazing on it, right? And shout outs, shout oh, outs yeah. to Chris Pine. First of all, let's just establish that, like, <laughs> right? This man oh, made spoiler a spoiler alert. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, you guys didn't. Know. <laughs> um, yeah. If you guys haven't seen Into the Spider Verse yet, <laughs> yeah. uh, spoiler alert: Chris Pine is in the movie. Chris Pine is in the movie. <laughs> That man made a bold choice going from DC to Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Speaking of speaking yeah. of actors who go back and forth, like Chris right. Pine, because uh, like like I said, that was a, that was a secret that they that they managed to keep during all the marketing for the movie. So like, imagine when I saw that movie and I heard that voice, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, that's Chris Pine, isn't it? But yeah, no, like, so, um, yeah, yeah. So like overall, right? I, I I love the idea of like you had an origin story, and you had another origin mm-hmm. story, and then you had Gwen's origin <laughs> right. story, and then you had other people trying to do origin, and he was like, "All right, enough, 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 enough. Okay, we don't need another origin." Yeah, story. you know, I just I love the idea of like how these characters got together, like and how they meshed. Mm-hmm. You know, we won't dive too much into like how everything kind of came if you paid attention and you watched the movie you already kind of know but um i love mm-hmm. how they just brought everybody together and i 
I gotta be honest, I think my favorite my favorite Spider-Man will always be Spider-Man Noir, right? Um, spoiler mm-hmm. alert for those who don't know, voiced by Nicolas Cage. Thank you. Nicolas Cage. Uh, yeah. But uh <laughs> I think I think what it was for me, I, I really liked Peter Porker. I'm not gonna lie. He was awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He stole like, the show. Yeah, he did. And like right towards the end, he was like, yo, I don't wanna give this away. But he was like it folds up easily too, and then like he fades off, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, when he gives him the mallet, yeah, that yeah. was so awesome. <laughs> oh, that was so awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you guys uh, on the Blu-ray they actually did a a bonus Spider Ham short film just for the for the Blu-ray. So oh, nice. It's pretty cool. So check it out. I think I think another thing, but I yeah, liked, I think the whole movie is. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. The one thing I really liked about it too, right? Because um, for those who don't know who they're talking about, Miles Morales, um, who really mm-hmm. like he's he just came on the scene. I mean, with, is, I say that, but it's like five years ago that he really yeah, debuted. But I mean, in I in mean, the in relation to the entire the entirety of the the how long Spider Man has been around, like yeah, it's it's still fairly recent, right? So yeah like four or five years but like his origin story was was amazing to be told Mm -hmm. and like everybody had like when you watched it everybody talked about that one person that changed them into who they were that they couldn't save yeah Yeah, that they couldn't save and for me when it was revealed i was like damn that's fucking cold (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was like, oh, that hurt. Because um, I'm not gonna lie, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think my daughter understood it. But I, I shed mm-hmm. a tear. I was like, oh fuck, oh, this hurts. Yeah, it hurts way too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, man. That movie, it, I, I, I teared up a few times. <laughs> so, right. but I mean, that's just how good the movie is, man. And that's how well the story was told. Like y- you build up to these moments and they pay them off so well. And, you know, I always say like, cause people, you know, people kind of make fun of me. Cause like I, I talk about these movies and it's like, dude, I, I, I choked up and they're like, come on, really? But it's like, you know, when you're invested in these characters and, and, and when the filmmaking is this good and they pay off those moments, it's like, yeah, if you feel something, then they did their job. Right. You know, exactly. Uh, yeah, so no, I'm not I'm not ashamed of it anymore. Like I talked about in my Shazam review, there's a moment in that movie where I literally burst into tears of joy. And like when it happened, again, I'm not going to say what it was, but I was there just smiling but like crying at the same time and I didn't care who saw me. And I was in a packed theater, by the way. So <laughs> but I was just there like, "No, this is me. I don't care who sees me." <laughs> like so yeah yeah and spider-verse into the spider-verse had that same feeling you know it had that same effect on me so you know it it, bravo bravo just a well-made movie all around so yeah thank you thank you sony for doing this you know thank you sony especially after you did the emoji movie like i feel like this was their (laughs) apology (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah which weird though because I'm not going to say I liked the Emoji Movie. It was there. 
<laughs> like if I if I ever uh, if I ever decide to myself I'm like, hey, you know what? I have I have an hour and a half to kill, and I don't really want to do anything. I'll turn on the emoji movie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> look, look, man. Like I I don't really mean anything by it. I've never seen the emoji movie. I know a lot of people didn't like it. I My little sister loves it, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like th- this movie is just so good that it's like any oh, yeah. wrongs that Sony committed in the past, like I forgive you. You can gave us be... into the Spider Verse. Can we? Thank you. Okay, so spoiler for those who haven't seen it, can we acknowledge mm-hmm. that Sony acknowledged they fucked up? Like, yes, yo, <laughs> that was one of my favorite yo. moments in the movie. <laughs> right, yo, I was like, when and there was, and there like, was this and thing. I did this. We don't, we don't talk about don't this. Talk about <laughs> I was like, yes. Cause, oh, but know. that leads me into something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I have a theory. Yeah. Now, stay with me on this. All right. I have a theory that that first Peter Parker that we're introduced to, I think that's supposed to be the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, right? Because yeah. you see him doing the Tobey Maguire stuff. Um, I mean, and aside from the fact that he's blonde, spoiler alert, um, but other than that, I think that's supposed to be the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. And then the the second Peter Parker that we're introduced to, I think that's supposed to be Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. Because think about it, like he's the Spider-Man that nothing went right for, you know? And if you look at it that way, this movie also serves as a really nice uh, ending for both of those characters. You know like. Yes it's sad that spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, the first Spider-Man dies. But the happy ending to that story. Is that Miles then. Takes up the mantle. And he becomes Spider-Man. Yeah. And then the, sec- the second Spider-Man. You know he does finally. He gets to go back home. And he gets a second chance. To make amends. For you know, the mistakes he made in the past. So if you look at this movie like that, and that's the way I always view it, uh, it serves that second purpose to kind of cap off both of those franchises. And in that regard, it's also, it makes the movie even better, I think. But like I said, that's just a theory. None of this has been confirmed, although the filmmakers have kind of confirmed that one of those Spider-Men was supposed to be um, Tobey Maguire's. But, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's interesting because I felt like right towards the end, like they mm-hmm. left a huge opening was like, if we wanted to do a sequel, we can. Oh, they're doing a sequel. Yeah. I just, and the way they left <laughs> it too, I was like, yeah, shout outs to you guys for doing that shit. That's, that's amazing. You know? Yeah. Speaking of sequels, right? <laughs> right. How? Okay. Did you hear the news about the Umbrella Academy? I did. I did. I'm so happy. <laughs> and we're getting a second season of the Umbrella Academy. Season two. Yes. So I'm so excited. <laughs> a few episodes ago, guys, we talked about how the Umbrella Academy had been released and we hadn't watched it. And I'm going to go out on a limb and just say, if you haven't seen this yet, you need to. And I'm sure Antonio is going to watch want- it oh right, my God. right now. Fuck. It was <laughs> amazing. What a it was great, great. I loved it. 
Yo, I think, okay. I loved it so much. And after watching it, because like you, I think I binged it over the course of two days. Yeah. And when it was over, I was like, why was I putting this off? Because <laughs> like, it's right? so good. Yeah. Can we just establish how, how awesome it was that the Umbrella Academy logo would pop up in different ways throughout the whole movie? Yeah. Just like just like the cover art. And I was like, yo. Yes. I loved it. <laughs> that was fantastic. I was always waiting, like, where is it going to be? You know? Yes. <laughs> and, and then every time I would see it, I'm like, ah, they got me. They got me. They got uh, me. Like, so, uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I don't want to put spoilers out there but in the final episode wasn't it was it on a it was on a sign right it was just on a billboard yeah yeah <laughs> it was just it like was hanging there the, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. it was one of those old-timey shop signs yes <laughs> so yeah yeah that was that was dope that was yeah. uh but yeah yeah yeah. i want to uh i just want to like give a couple shout outs to the show like i want to talk about ellen page because like this her performance on this show reminds you like, I feel like this was her reminding everybody that she is a force of nature. Like there's a reason she's an Academy Award nominated actress. Like, cause again, not to give any spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the show yet, but towards the end of the first season, my God, she gives she gives like such a heartbreaking and heart-wrenching performance and then again mild spoilers kind of a bone-chilling performance and I feel like maybe that's why she took the role cuz she was like I want to remind everybody that I can do more than just one thing and right. boy does she do it <laughs> Oh yeah she was amazing I think she was awesome I think for me um I, I'm going to be honest, man. I loved Ellen Page. I, I do love Ellen Page. And she, mm-hmm. I do kind of felt like recently she kind of started to, and I don't want to say it's super recently. It's been it's been some time. She kind of started like yeah. her roles weren't really, there was always the same type of role. So her being in like an Umbrella Academy, Jesus, dude, you're right. I was like, yeah. oh, fuck. I forgot this Ellen Page still <laughs> exists. Like, <laughs> Fun. Yeah, right? Like, I sort of forgot, too. <laughs> I was like, yo, Juno grew up. <laughs> like, yo. Yeah. I was like, shit. Yeah, there's a, so fly. There's a moment. There's a moment. Again, I, I'm i going to try and not spoil things. But, like, you know that moment where she's locked in the... She's locked up in the thing. And mm-hmm. she's, like, begging them to let her out. Like, dude, I was bawling like a little baby. <laughs> like... Well, dude, man, like she's so good in that in that scene. Like she really, she really upped the emotion in that scene. Oh, so good. I feel like so good. I can't say enough. Every so every character in that show, right, took you mm-hmm. like on their emotional journey, and I think that's why I loved. Yes, I love the movie so or the show so much because like every character had their own tragedy that they're trying to deal with right and everybody was moving their own way through life and it was just like obviously like you know uh ellen page her character uh vanya was kind of moving her own way and she was kind of like the 
she was like the outsider of the group, right? Mm-hmm. But then like yeah. everybody else was having like their own difficult decisions to deal with and the repercussions of those decisions. Yeah. Like I really I really grew with uh Diego cuz I was like, yo, know, I felt like he yeah. was like I'm I I got this thing going on and this other piece of me and then something happens and like now he's got to deal with those repercussions and he's like, "Oh fuck." I, you know, and you're just like, "Dude, you're you're better than this come on man <laughs> like let's get yeah. it together you know? yeah 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 and uh, yeah i felt the same way like uh, every single one of these characters like none of them were superfluous like they all had their own story they all had their moments not one plural they had their own moments to shine and yeah like diego i feel like he was the character i i sort of connected with the most uh, you know because his 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 story arc and his journey was like oh man i don't know what it was but just something about him like i really just connected with uh but also like i want to bring up klaus yes like he was such a multifaceted character <laughs> like like he goes through so much on the show and uh you know spoiler alert uh minor spoilers like there's a, a a thing that happens where you think you think you've got what the character is and what his purpose on the show is and then something else happens and you're like i didn't see that coming at all and it completely changes him as a character and it's yeah man like every single one of these characters was was great and to watch them go through what they go through um you know, it, it, it's you. You really did become attached to every single one of them. Yeah, I feel, and like I said, like it, like it, that's good storytelling. When you, as an audience or an audience member, can connect with these characters on an emotional level, and you feel what they feel. Like I said, like that was part of what was so uh, so powerful about Ellen Page's performance. Uh, but everybody else as well. They all had their moments, and yeah, man, I just I can't say enough about it. Like Bravo, every, everybody involved, good job. This is why I'm excited for season two. Yeah, and I on another part too, man. As like as a, a parent, right? And mm-hmm. it it was crazy to see um to see Emmy Raver uh, Lampman performance with Allison because you know she's like yeah not minor right but she's she's a mom in the show just can't give a heads up but like <laughs> yeah spoiler she's a mom um but yo like yeah i just grew myself attached to it and i think the other part that really got me too was uh the soundtrack like certain songs played yeah. certain songs in it yeah. like uh dancing in the moonlight like that whole mm-hmm. scene i was like yo i got i got attached really quick and i was like oh shit and then i realized <laughs> i got to think about it. i was like wait a minute though like i know they're adopted but this is yeah. kind of weird <laughs> but i was like yeah happy time oh wait <laughs> no that it, it it's cool it's kind of weird <laughs> but all right <laughs> well yeah, I, i'm glad you brought that up because i wanted to talk about that a little bit like the there's the the sort of the subplot, the romance between Luther and Allison. I'm I'm not ashamed to say, like, I really liked that. I thought it was kind of sweet. I mean, maybe it's a little weird, but you know, it's not like they were actually blood related or anything. Right. <laughs> but 
no, I thought that whole thing was really sweet. You know, like the the unrequited love story, and again, that was one of those things that, for me, really helped up the emotional uh, payoff when, you know, something else happens later on in the season. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Cliff. Yep. But when that moment happened, and to see the way Luther reacted to it, it, it that made it even more powerful because you knew you knew about that connection that that they had there. So yeah, like those were a few. Those were kind of my favorite things about the show. Uh, and, but the show is just fantastic. Also, visually, the yes. fact that they pulled off a character like Pogo. <laughs> yes. And it looked great. You know what I mean? Like it didn't look phony or anything. Like I, I actually thought that was like a chimp that they trained on set. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel where you're coming it, from. It was it was really good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The show is just it's just really well made. So and, and big. If you haven't checked it out yet, please go check it out because it, it's worth your time. And it really is. And as you were saying, like all the characters, everybody in the show, like. They had their scene-stealing moment. Like, everybody mm-hmm. on the show had a scene-stealing moment. Because, let's be real, like, um, Cameron, uh, Cameron Britton, who plays uh, Hazel, and then Mary J. Blige, who plays Cha-Cha. Mm-hmm. You're like, Mary J. Blige? Yeah. She's, you know, I've seen her in a couple things, but she's nothing really, like, serious. Like, she's always playing, like, herself or something similar to herself. Yeah. In this show, she was completely out of her element, and I thought she was a fucking amazing in it. Yeah, yeah, straight up. And like I'm glad you brought them up too cuz otherwise I I probably wouldn't have mentioned it. But yeah, I loved Hazel and Cha-Cha. Like that they were really interesting characters too. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, shout outs to them. So. Yo, yes, everybody had great great roles in that show. So, yes, guys, like we said, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's incredible. It was an amazing amazing uh a ride for just I don't just anybody in general. Yeah. Go check it out, man. It's, 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 it's awesome. So uh, super excited for season two. Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of a season, two, another season two coming, it's, uh, it's been announced, right? That, uh, Doom Patrol, mm-hmm. right? Gets their second season. Yeah. 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 I'm, so I'm psyched. Yes. <laughs> I'm so let's, psyched. Let's, let's get right into that, please. Let's do. Because, oh man. <laughs> We've been we've been away for a while, <laughs> and uh, oh my goodness! Okay, so what was the last what was the last Doom Patrol that we saw? It was the two parter, right? That was the last thing we talked about. I mean, on the air, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into this. Like you guys know, me and Cliff love Doom Patrol. Uh, and if if you are watching, if you if you're not watching it. What are you doing? Go, you know, subscribe to DC Universe. It's awesome. We're not, we're not getting paid to say that. We legitimately just love this show. So, <laughs> um, this last week's episode, boy, was there a lot going on in that episode. But I loved it. And the episode prior to that, we didn't get to talk about on the air either, did we? No, we didn't talk about it. What Doom Patrol? Let's, Patrol? Let's, let's, yeah. Yeah, we did. Let, talk let's about talk one. about that one first because I want to. I want to mention a few things about that episode. It it was a fantastic episode with a lot of twists and turns. But the thing that I really liked about that episode was the fact that we we did in fact get to see 
Minto, which is a classic Doom Patrol character that I was kind of upset that he wasn't part of the, the lineup for the show. Because if you know anything about Doom Patrol, you know he has a very complicated history with the team. And specifically, he and Beast Boy have a very... Uh, what's the what's the word here they have a very i guess complicated uh relationship uh so for him to finally show up on the show was great for me uh even if beast boy didn't get to have any interaction with him but you know just seeing the character and 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 also seeing the way that that whole episode played out was pretty cool like we got to see the classic doom patrol costumes uh you know, and we got to see Mento's helmet, which was cool. You know, that's one of those things that I always thought, like, that would look dumb in live action. But somehow this TV show managed to do it, and I, I didn't question it. So, yeah, bravo. Cliff, what did you think about this episode? So, um, yeah, what what tragedy, though, man? Like, yeah, yeah. the yeah, chief exactly. is a dick. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know? right like Like, and that's what i'm talking about like the the show like you know the chief is kind of a sketchy dude (laughs) and the the show doesn't shy away from that which i feel like a lot of uh other superhero adaptations probably would have but you know bravo for them yeah we're not we're not trying to uh make the chief sort of a family friendly guy so no and that's why yeah continue continue, cliff yeah because even jane was like, what the fuck, man? Like, she the whole time, she's like, I don't, mm-hmm. why are you like this? Blah, 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 you know, this, that, and the other. And I thought it was weird because, like, even, um, you know, when they went to go visit and they all kind of split into their different realms, right, different paths, you know, each yeah. person had, like, their own tragedy going on. I was like, fuck, dude. I was like, yeah. I feel like I feel like I just got done watching the Umbrella Academy and then watching more of the Umbrella Academy right now. <laughs> they'll go put it on there, <laughs> just because. I mean, it just it was man. Like you saw, like you know, there's that scene where uh, Rita was like, "No, what are you talking about? We mm-hmm. just ran into yeah. him just like a couple minutes or a couple episodes ago," and he's like, "You just couldn't let me yeah. have this, could you?" No, you have to ruin everything, and everything starts to turn dark and gray. And I was like, "Yo, man, yeah. that's, that's sad." I felt bad. Yeah, but then yeah, the- yeah, yeah, and it's uh, learning more about Rita and things she's done in the past, and learning that she's not. I mean, you know, prior even prior to this episode, we knew she wasn't like a a good person. But you know, the more we get about her backstory and even even jane sort of the glimpses we've gotten into her past are really unsettling especially in in last week's episode which we'll get to in a bit but you know i really enjoy i think that's why i enjoyed this episode so much was that we got we got those glimpses into these characters past and you know like you said it it did kind of remind me of Umbrella Academy where it's like, wow, these people are messed up. <laughs> yeah, super, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you, Cliff. I agree with you. I was just I was just shocked, man. Like, and then they just, they just kind of left. They were just like, yeah, all right, well, that's your tragedy. We got to go. 
and they just yeah. left him. I was up. like, oh. I was like, no, go back there yeah. and help them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the ending, yeah, the ending to that episode is really, uh, yeah, it's kind of a gut punch because, uh. <laughs> And then, but I mean that that's that's part of what makes this show so great. You know, it's like it, it it'll take you on that on that journey. And at the same time, it'll be like, you know, it's kind of goofy and silly. So, well, and I love then it. <laughs> that kind of brings us to like last week's episode where mm-hmm. we, we literally were like, hey, what are you doing? I'm going to watch Doom Patrol. Me too. And then we, sat, yeah. <laughs> and it was just, we sat there. What, and then we were texting each other while we were watching it. So, go. Um, so this episode, right? Just, we're not going to give spoilers or anything, but mm-hmm. Cliff, Robot Man has an outburst Mm -hmm. and you're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on because everybody has a different point of view (laughs) and i really like that right that we went back in time and just kind of saw where everybody was coming from with their views and then obviously you see uh negative man trying to deal with what he's got going on working with uh his his guy in him and stuff and that was it was kind of rough um, and then obviously Rita, <laughs> like, yeah, Rita was, yeah. I'm going to be honest, yeah. in the last episode, I was like, yo, she is a fucking dick. In this episode, I was like, yo, I may yeah. actually like this character more because yeah, once Cliff has his outburst, they all work together. And to give you an idea that the name of the episode is a uh, therapy patrol. So just kind of already sets that tone yeah. of what's going to happen. But Cliff shouting out, therapy! Therapy! Yeah, I, dude, I loved that. But also, one of my favorite jokes from the episode was, I have to bring this up, because uh, like I said, it was one of my favorite jokes, where, you know, after Rita has her whole thing and she finally shows up, you know, mm-hmm. and... Was it Cliff who asked? Somebody somebody asked, was like, what happened to you? And she was like, I was in a furnace the entire morning and none of you could hear my screams. And Cliff is like, what a fantastic metaphor. And she's like, I was in a literal furnace. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. Like that just stuck in my mind that the whole was time. One of the greatest, yeah, that was a great moment. I loved it. I laughed so hard. <laughs> but it's like you divulged it today you get further and further along in the in the show like you realize like cliff like sees other people everywhere and you're like what in the yeah what is going on yeah this this episode was uh yeah it's crazy because i like this episode kind of uh i feel like it drew a really interesting parallel from Cliff's point of view, like, again, not to get into spoiler territory, but um, at one point he sees sort of uh, the man who, uh, in, in the story, it, 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 he's kind of become the, the re- quote-unquote replacement father for Cliff to his daughter. But in his mind, he has, he's projected that person over Cyborg. Which, like I mentioned in a previous episode, Cyborg kind of feels like he's the newer, better version of Robot Man. And then he's projected his daughter over Jane, who, like in previous episodes, it's implied that he sort of looks at her like a second chance to have a daughter. So to see that played out like in visual, 
visual style, visual storytelling was very interesting to me. I was it like, was yo, this is dope. Like they're really like putting that on display for all of us. So yeah, that was something that was really cool for me to to see. But yeah, time... this episode. <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say every time I see like Cliff and Jane together, all I think about is. 12 of us are gluten-free. Three of us have peanut peanut allergies. And one of us is none of your fucking daughters. I was like, yeah, Yeah. so rough. She's such a bitch. She is. (laughs) Hammerhead is such a Um, dick, man. (laughs) She she really is. uh, um, But yeah, like one of the other things I wanted to talk about in this episode uh, before we brush past it was like... um, Oh, shoot. What was it? I was something about Jane. I lost my train of thought. Cliff, go ahead. I'll I was going to say, that was, that was something because you saw Hammerhead show up in the episode a few times, but you really got to dive into Jane's world and kind of like what really affected her and caused her to split. Yeah. And then like obviously the medication and stuff that she had, it caused more fractures. And you find out more about who else is in this world of hers. And then eventually yeah. she just says, you know, her and Cliff have their spat. And he said, he said, uh, I'm the only person who could tolerate you. And I only like one sixty fourth of you. And I was like, yeah, oh, what a dick. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, that no was, wonder why that was, I was like, no wonder why your career sank Brandon Frazier, you asshole. <laughs> That was tough, man. Oh, but that that actually reminded me of what I wanted to talk about. It's like, um, like you were saying, like uh, Cliff, Robot Man, was like, the way he was acting in the episode, like, immediately you knew something was wrong. But there was a part of me that, like, when I was watching him have, like, this weird breakdown, I was like, oh, no, are they doing that thing where the character just starts acting out of character for no reason? Uh, no, there's a reason. <laughs> uh and i'm not gonna lie like when i tr- started trying to figure it out i was like well he's a robot maybe there's like a crossed wire or something or maybe some circuitry got fried because remember he did get that hole uh pierced through his his hand when uh uh cyborg's cannon blew up so i thought oh maybe that's what messed him up maybe there's some wiring that got fried in there uh, but the, what what's revealed to be the, the cause of it was something you remember i told you i was like dude i did not see that coming yeah <laughs> but i should have <laughs> what a dick <laughs> yeah that was, that was my crazy response. yeah cliff was just like dude that dude's a dick <laughs> speaking yo know, but just, yeah that just is so wild thinking about like all the all the th- all the way that their stories are connected, but then like obviously mm-hmm. like disconnected in their own worlds, you know. Like, yo, Vic, man, straight up was like, yo, I killed my mom, and everybody's like, what? And then like he goes to the story, yeah, what happened? I was like, well, you could have seen that like three episodes ago. It was there. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> negative man but, showed but... it to him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the the or Mister Nobody. I'm um... sorry. The in- the interesting thing about that is, yeah, the interesting thing about Victor, about Cyborg in this episode, uh, you remember he's like, uh, 
he tells his dad, which actually, uh, before I go any further, th- something I kept meaning to bring up every time we talk about the show and I keep forgetting. So I have to do it now. Uh, shout out to Phil Morris, who plays Silas Stone, Cyborg's dad, mm-hmm. because he played the Martian Manhunter on Smallville. So shout out to him. Welcome back. Uh, and this is actually the second time he has portrayed the same character that was previously portrayed by Joe Morton in a movie. Uh, Joe Morton played Silas Stone in Justice League. Joe Morton famously played Miles Dyson in Terminator 2. Phil Morris played Miles Dyson in the television series Terminator's Sarah Connor Chronicles. So there you go. There's some little nerd trivia for you. Yes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, the thing we learn about Cyborg because uh, remember, he, he tells his dad that he, he's removed all the, the security protocols and all that stuff. And then you get, the, you get that reveal that, remember Silas said, some of those security, pro- security protocols were there for your own good, for your own safety. And Vic is like, whatever, dad, you know, like he doesn't believe him. But then you start to see that grid. It's like, no, Silas was right because you start to see that Grid is doing things he shouldn't be doing. Like he's tapping into Cyborg's subconscious and he's he's doing things without Victor's permission. And like if you know anything about Cyborg and Grid, you know where this is going. Yep. So I'm glad to see that they're they're hinting at that, like they're already starting to go down that road. That was really exciting for me. Uh, but also kind of scary, you know, because like I said, the way Grid was behaving was like, uh, I don't know if you should be doing that. But <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. I liked, I really liked Cyborg's uh, story in this episode a yeah. lot. I just was saying like a lot of, a lot of little pieces are getting put together and you're like, damn, dude, like that's deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're, they're going for it. They're not holding anything back, which, which I love. I love when they. They kind of give you the things that you want, you know, like, like I said, the first time I heard Victor refer to his operating system as grid, I was like, dude, he just called it grid. You know what that means, right? <laughs> I was like, yep. I was just so like, I was already ahead of it. I was like, you think they're going to do it? You think they're going to do it? And then now it's like, yeah, they're doing it. So here we go. Hold yeah. on to your hats, people. That's so all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait till next week's episode, man. It's going to get, it's going to be more amazing. Oh, you mean tomorrow's episode? Oh yeah, because you know that's a that's a thing because we're re- we're recording yeah. this on a Thursday. <laughs> yeah, we're recording on a Thursday. We usually do this on Fridays. We so. do. Yep, yep. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I can't wait for the new episode either, man. Like I, I I've watched that trailer a couple times because I'm just like, oh man, I really got to see this trailers. But yeah, I feel like I feel yeah, like, I feel like there was a pretty big trailer. Well, teaser released here recently. Yeah, like, uh, I, I I feel like there was too, and I feel like we need to talk about it, Cliff. I, I feel like I feel we should talk about this. I think we should talk we about should, it. We should uh, talk about this. Anybody who's anybody on the internet, like if you're listening to the show, you know what we're talking about. So let's not let's not hold it back any further. We finally got our first official look at the Todd Phillips directed. Joaquin Phoenix starring Joker film. The teaser trailer dropped, what was it, on Tuesday? Yeah. No, it was yesterday. 
It was it, yesterday. It was yesterday. Um, it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Cliff, I know you've got some thoughts. I know, I know you love the character of the Joker, and I know you were always kind of mixed on the idea of this movie. I Believe me, I was too. You know, I've talked about it. Like, I was like, we don't need a Joker origin story. And so I was always kind of not into the idea of a Joker movie. But, like, you know, I slowly sort of got on board with the project a while ago. But I know you've got some differing opinions. So I'm going to let you lead. Go ahead and give us your, your thoughts, your opinions. What did you think of this trailer? So... I just wanted to give a big shout out. First of all, because this trailer drop did drop 24 hours ago. It's got 7. Mm-hmm. million at the at time of recording. It's got 7.4 million views already. So a lot of people out mm-hmm. there really, really like it. Um, and just like on on YouTube right now, there's 500 or there's 55,000 people who like the trailer. Um, I'm not gonna say I dislike the trailer. I'm very intrigued by the mm-hmm. story, right? I guess for mm-hmm. me personally, there's a few things that I kind of have an issue with, right? One, um, right. I I I was not a fan of Joaquin Phoenix being casted for this role, and I'm still on the fence about that. And the reason why is because you're talking he he left for a while. I'm just not. I've I've watched most of his work, you know, so I haven't really. I always end up having mixed reviews. Like I really liked him in sign, but I didn't like him in some other features. Right. So we have to, we have to give and take where it comes. So I guess that's just kind of minute for what it is. I do like the idea that his portrayal is society driven versus, mm-hmm. um, dump chemicals. Right. And I yeah. only say that because like, you can see like certain people say things to him. It kind of gets under his skin. Then he just kind of like starts to let go a little bit. So I guess, and, and I kind of said like when the, when the trailer debuted, when we talked about it originally, I was like, I'm not a fan of this. I'm not going to be a fan of this. But then watching the teaser, I'm like, "Mm, okay, I'm, I'm (laughs) more intrigued now on a scale of like one to 10. When I saw like the, when they showed images of uh, Joaquin Phoenix being changed into Joker, I was like, all right, it's like a two out of 10. This has got me up to like a six out of 10. So maybe if we get like a more into it, I might get more into it just because, and, and we've talked about this numerous times, right? I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of like Mark Hamill's type Joker. I'm a huge fan of the comic book series Jokers, whether they're written uh written by frank miller or just anybody else the killing joke we've talked about all of these things before and so i guess for me it's it's to the point where it's like what i just how's his mannerisms for the for the character right what are we really mm-hmm. going to get into um i do like i do like todd phillips as a director uh, i'm a huge fan of most of his films so I guess mm-hmm. I'm still, that's why I'm still on the fence. I don't want to say like, I don't want to dismiss it by any means. I'm just kind of like, all right, how are we, how are we getting this together? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I totally understand that because the trailer, like I said, the trailer came out yesterday and I immediately was asking everybody that I could. I was like, do you see that Joker trailer? And, uh, you know, surprisingly, I got a lot of similar reactions where people were like, I saw it. It looks interesting, but I'm still a little iffy on it. 
And I'm just like, hmm, interesting. It's interesting. Uh, you know, and we talked about it and it's weird. Yeah, it's weird how similar a lot of people's reactions were and a lot of their concerns were as well, because like the the one guy I talked to most about it, uh, he was like, yeah, I'm just not sure about Joaquin Phoenix. And I'm like, really? Really? And like, this is not like Cliff. I'm not like, this is not directed at you or even this guy specifically, but it's like, you know, Joaquin Phoenix is an Academy Award nominated actor, you know, and I've been a, a fan of his. Uh, the first film that I saw that he was in that really made me a fan of his was Gladiator. Uh, his performance in that film as Commodus was so unsettling and sinister and creepy that, like, you know, the first time I saw that film and I saw his performance in that movie, I was like, yo, this dude, he's going places, you know? <laughs> and then you know, everybody knows he played Johnny Cash and that's the one that we always talk about. Like, that's what I was talking to this other guy about yesterday because we were talking about it. And it's like, you know, he got nominated for the Academy Award for playing Johnny Cash in Walk the Line. And he earned it for that movie, man. Like, there, there's so much of that performance that he came up with that he improvised. Like, everybody points to, the, you know, the scene where he's he's upset in his... uh you know, backstage, the backstage area or whatever. And he works himself up into such a fit of anger that he tore that, that, uh, the sink off the wall. That was not a prop sink. That was not a tearaway sink. That was a real sink. He was not supposed to do that, but that's how angry he worked himself up into that. He pulled that sink off the wall. That's real emotion, man. Like you can't fake that. And then there's another moment in that movie too, where, uh, it's a scene where Johnny and June are on stage and they're performing and it's like they're supposed to be at odds with each other in the scene. And there was no direction given other than James Mangold said to Joaquin Phoenix. He said, I want you to do whatever you, whatever you feel like doing, whatever you want to do to make her completely uncomfortable. Just make her uncomfortable on stage. And what he did was... It, you know, like he, he talks about this. He thought, well, what would I do if I wanted to make somebody as uncomfortable as I wanted? So he walks up to her and you see it in the film. He walks right up to her while they're performing and he just stares at her like right in the face. And it's like, dude, yeah, that would be pretty creepy if somebody did that to me when we we're supposed to be performing. So, you know, like I, I, I'm obviously a huge fan of his. Now, that being said, when they announced that he would be playing the Joker in this film, I'm not going to lie, I had the same reaction like when I heard Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker. I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I like the guy, but I don't know if he's the Joker. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I'm a fan, obviously, but I was like, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's got that in him. But it's worth mentioning. Um, I do want to bring this up just real quick. Because uh, people are talking about, and this will segue into another news piece that we want to talk about. But uh, there have been like people online who are claiming, like, oh, so if this movie's a hit and people really like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, 
Does that mean he's going to be our new Joker? No. No, absolutely not. And this is why. If you remember, Joaquin Phoenix was being courted by Marvel to play Doctor Strange. He said no. Uh, DC wanted him to play Lex Luthor in Batman versus Superman and, you know, possibly other things. He said no to that as well. A guy like Joaquin Phoenix doesn't take a role like that because he does not want to commit to multiple films over the course of a decade or more. You know, the same thing happened with Ryan Gosling. David Ayer wanted Ryan Gosling to play the Joker in Suicide Squad. But again, that version of the Joker came with a contract that was like, if you say yes, you've got to play the character in multiple films over multiple years. Ryan Gosling, like Joaquin Phoenix, said no, because I don't want to commit to something like that. Now, why did Joaquin Phoenix agree to play the Joker in this film? Because this film is a one-off. You know, this movie is one movie. No sequels, no crossover, no prequels, no spinoffs. This movie is one movie, and then it's done. And then this, I am going to say to people like Cliff and to other people out there who have reservations about Joaquin Phoenix's performance and whether or not the film is going to be any good. This is what I love about the idea of this film just being a one-off. It's a one-shot. It's an Elseworlds. It doesn't have to cross over with anything. It doesn't have to shake hands with anything. If it's bad, then it's bad. And we never have to think about it ever again. If it's good, then it's good. And we never have to think about it ever again. Like, that's what I love about this movie. And that's why I'm not so critical about it. Do I think it looks good? Yes. Every time I've seen the trailer, and I've, I've watched it a couple of times yesterday, but every time I watch it, I find myself getting more and more excited about it because I notice things that I didn't notice before. Little things, little ticks in the performance. The trailer itself tells a story visually if you're paying attention to it. So I see the potential in this film. I see how, you know, it could be great. But I also see how like it could be bad. But like I said, if it's bad, then it's bad. And we never have to talk about it or think about it ever again. You know, there's no commitment to this version of the Joker. They're not asking you to commit to this for 10 years. Joaquin Phoenix is not committing to this for 10 years. <laughs> so if you have any reservations about it, just keep that in mind. You know, like the, it, it's a one-off. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. Either way, after this movie comes out, we never have to think about it ever again. And hey, I think that's a good thing. Let me Now, Cl Antonio. Clifford, if you have anything else to say, say it. No, not really. I mean, that's pretty much I said what I said. All right, right on. Well, that's going to lead us right into the next thing that I want to talk about because we were just talking about the Joker and how that Joker is its own contained thing and uh, anybody out there who uh, had any lingering doubts about whether or not uh, Jared Leto's Joker would continue to be the DCEU's official Joker. We have confirmation because we got set photos from birds of prey that um, confirmed that the Joker will be in that film. And uh, it, it, I'm not sure if it's actually Jared Leto, but it, the person in these photos, because his face was obscured 
from the set photos. Uh, but whoever it is, is in the full-on Jared Leto getup with the tattoos and everything. Hmm. So these set photos are pretty interesting because it looks like, uh, if you know anything about what they're doing with the plot of that film, it's it's going to mainly focus on Harley getting away from the Joker. And the set photos from this scene appear to depict what is most likely the quote-unquote breakup scene because it looks like Harley trying to get into a house a house that her and Mr. J uh, I guess are sharing but uh, the Joker is like throwing her stuff out the window (laughs) so I mean that's pretty cool I dig that you know like he's upset like get out of my house you know so so yeah 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 so I mean there you go uh this Joker is here to stay. So whether you like it or not, that's that's how it is. So, but yeah, these are the set photos. Cliff, have you seen these photos yet? I have not seen the photos yet, um, but I'm always intrigued by it. So it's, I don't know. I can't wait. I'll be honest. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, so yeah, those are those are the set photos. That's the sort of the the last thing I wanted to talk about before we get into. Just real quick, because I feel like we're sort of winding down for this episode, but I wanted to mention a few things about what's happening on uh, the CW DC TV shows right now. First of all, I got to give a big shout out to Black Lightning. They recently had their season two finale, and it was fire. It was awesome. Uh, Like, we finally got to see... Black Lightning, uh, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. We finally got to see him take down Tobias Whale, and it was so satisfying. So I got to give a shout out to that. And then secondly, and most important of all, I want to give a huge shout out to Supergirl. Uh, If you haven't been watching, they recently had Lex Luthor make his debut on the show played by John Cryer and holy cow is his performance on the show amazing uh like i had no doubt that he would be a fine lex but boy did he surprise me with his performance it is oh my god like i I hate to say this because for so long I've been like Michael Rosenbaum is the best Lex Luthor, but John Cryer in only two episodes, he might be, he has delivered a performance, which, which might challenge Michael Rosenbaum as my favorite Lex. It's that good. So if you haven't been watching Supergirl, at least watch these two episodes because they do tell their own contained story. Um, and it's so good. It is so good. Cliff, I don't know if you've been watching, but it, it's really good. I've actually been like watching the sneak peeks because I've definitely been interested <laughs> about John Cryer being on the show. So I'm like, every time I get a chance, I'm like, oh, let me check out the scene really quick where he's at. <laughs> yeah, it, it, he's, he's so good. Uh, especially that first episode that he was in because uh, he does kind of, his Lex, pulls a classic Lex move, which is the uh, the old switcheroo where he's like, oh, I'm, you know, like, I'm sick, I'm dying, and spoiler alert, uh, it's all a ruse. 
<laughs> and then when he, you know, when he's finally like full on mastermind Lex, it's like, oh my God, this is so good. He's so good, man. Like, and, and you even get to see him wear, uh, again, spoiler alert, you get to see him wear the, the power armor, the power suit. So that was pretty cool. So, so yeah, if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. Even if it's just for John Cryer as Lex, it's worth it. So, yeah. The uh, but yeah. Um, aside from that, uh, DC TV is 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 back in full swing. Although the Flash, for some reason, is on a, a month long hiatus, even though they just came back from hiatus. I don't get it. Whatever. Uh, but their first episode back is going to be the Godspeed episode, so don't miss it. Uh, Cliff, do you have anything else you wanted to mention or talk about before we wrap this up? I mean, outside of the fact that it's WrestleMania week, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for tomorrow, man. I mean, Doom Patrol has got me all hyped. I think that's about about the biggest thing for me this week. Oh, and I guess, you know, obviously I want to go watch Captain Marvel and Shazam. Obviously, those two. So, yeah, that's pretty much about it. Yeah. I mean, my my whole next three weeks is pretty much taken up. And uh, actually... <laughs> yeah, like like we said at the top of the show, there's going to be a lot of coverage. So Actually, we did be pretty mention, busy for me and Cliff. So We didn't mention this, and uh, it's something I probably should mention. So there is a huge possibility that I'm going to have a huge announcement uh, coming up. Um, give you guys a little spoiler. Uh there's the Greater Philadelphia Comic Con, and I'm definitely trying to make an appearance um, to that, and hopefully get a couple of interviews with some people. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right, people. Uh, con season is coming up. It is upon us, and uh, like Cliff just said, he's got some plans. Uh, I've got some plans of my own. Uh, so we're gonna have a lot of really cool stuff coming up. Hopefully, we'll we'll each get some interviews and uh you know other just some coverage from the the conventions themselves so yeah yeah super excited for that super excited for you cliff can't wait uh like cliff said it's wrestlemania weekend so if anybody out there you're into that i know you are if you've listened to our show (laughs) so (laughs) yes and uh one last thing oh a couple of things uh I want to give a special shout out to uh, a special section of our fan base. Cliff, I haven't talked to you about this yet, but so uh, I recently found out we actually have a pretty large uh, fan following in the Philippines. So nice. <laughs> shout out to the Philippines. We love you. We love uh, you. It was surprisingly a large number of our, of our audiences out there. So, so shout outs to you guys. We love you. Keep, I hope you guys keep listening and spread the word on the show. So, also, we love I, you. Also, I do want to say um, shout out to Franken Culture for giving us the opportunities to go to Comic Cons. And, you know, I've been able to get a couple of press passes, but some of the people that hopefully you guys will be able to see interviews with, right? So we're trying to like, line up an interview right now with Jake Busey. Uh, I was, oh, I'm not going to lie. I was I was hyped when I saw that he was on there. Uh, Alice Cooper was definitely another person that we talked about. Oh, um, nice, nice. Nick Frost was another person I've asked about. See that that's awesome. Nick Frost would be a dope get. Right. Uh Rose McIver. I'm definitely hyped to talk yes. to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And and honestly I'll, I would I'm gonna be as her. well. 
I'm a nerd out about it. Um, because she was the Yellow Ranger, I was so hyped to be able to That's talk right. to her. Um, Walter Jones was another big name that we uh, talked Walter about. So if you guys didn't know, that was the original Black Ranger from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So it's it was kind the of original OG Power Rangers. And then my other two favorite people, and hopefully I'll be able to get to get interviews with these guys, uh, Charlie's Martinet. So if you guys don't know who that is, uh, you guys have been living under a K, uh, living under a rock for like the last thirty years. He actually voices Mario, so he's the voice of Mario, nice. and it's amazing. Nice. And then Alan Oppenheimer um, is another special guest at this event, um, and I'm really hoping to meet with him because um, some of you guys don't know this. You guys are about to find out. Spoiler alert: Cliff's favorite character is uh, uh, Valcor. You know, the luck dragon from the never-ending story. <laughs> and he was the voice of Valcor, yes. so <laughs> my nerd self is <laughs> all sorts of hyped. And then uh, John Wesley Ship is actually going to be at uh. Philicon, too. So, yeah, I, I know. As soon as I, I wanted to, to let uh. you know about it, too, because I was like, I know he's probably going. I was like, Antonio's going to shit for this one right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. John Wesley Ship. Ah. Oh. Man, that is so cool, man. <laughs> so we've definitely put in interviews uh, with all those guys, so we'll hopefully hear back and we'll get a couple of them. That'd be so dope. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's really cool. Um, really happy. I'm, I'm so excited for you, Cliff. Like, I hope all that happens for you. Uh, those, are, those would all be amazing uh, people to get you know, to get interviews with and to, to, to even just to talk to man, like, Oh, man. right. I can't even imagine. Like if I got to meet John Wesley ship, I'd have so many questions for him. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, like so. I think about like Alan Oppenheimer, right? Because I loved Valcor, mm-hmm. the luck dragon, but what people don't know is that he also did the force of Skeletor <laughs> and like, Oh, nice. Like, Yo, yes. It's like, I'm actually talking to Skeletor. <laughs> That's just <laughs> like yeah, the kid man. It's crazy. It's oh. it's it's crazy when you get to meet these people because, like I said, um, I I'm lucky enough that I've gotten to meet a couple of really cool people that I I look up to and I admire. But I always tell the one story, um, like when I met Manu Bennett, who played Slade Wilson, aka Deathstroke, on Arrow. You know, like when you're walking towards the guy, you know, and you're like, like, keep it cool. Keep it cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. But literally the second I got in front of him, I immediately turned into a fan girl. You heard me right. I said girl because I immediately was like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And I just lost my shit. (laughs) So (laughs) it was pretty awesome. But yeah, so yeah, man, I I I'm excited for you, man. I can't I can't imagine the the excitement you're feeling. Actually, I can, but you know, I just yeah, I really hope that 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 all goes well for you. So well, it's like it's is it is it weird? Okay, so we can we can kind of talk about this because now that we're kind of like wrapping things up, um, mm-hmm. but like obviously, like you had your your moment with Mono Bennett. Like I had that same moment when I was so I was like. 100 feet from Stan Lee. And as we got closer mm. to Stan, oh my God, <laughs> the amount of questions that were about to come through my throat. I like had oh, this one yeah. because everybody was like, you can't talk to Stan, no pictures. He's just signing autographs. 
And uh, I was like, all right, whatever, man. And as soon as I got to stand on the edge, I was like, Stan, I'm a veteran, and I really love your stuff, and I'm so glad that I got to read it. And he was just like, he's like, thank you. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God, I got to talk to Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's uh, Stanley. Uh, yeah, I, I, I feel like I could talk about this now. I, I did get to meet Stanley once, and uh, – I kind of don't talk about it all that much because it's like, that's one of those stories I like to keep to myself, but I feel like, you know, I feel like now it's okay to talk about it, but like, yeah, dude, I had a similar instance where again, like you're, you're going to, you know, you're going to meet the guy. And again, I was like, just keep it cool, man. You're cool. You're cool. It's Stanley. You're going to meet him. This is awesome. You get right in front of the man and all all these emotions come out. <laughs> like <laughs> I felt so stupid because I was like, Oh my God, I'm so glad to meet you. Do you know who you are? And I'm like, of course he knows who he is. You idiot. Like what, you... <laughs> what is wrong with you? But he's just such a sweet guy, you know? And he was, just... <laughs> he was so gracious about it and just so kind and so sweet. And Oh man, Stanley is just, he's, he literally is the guy you think he is like the guy you've seen on TV doing interviews. That's the guy he is in real life. So, you know, just a sweetheart. And like, like I said, like I, it was great to get to meet him, but it was like, every time I think about it, I'm like, what an idiot. Like, why did you say that to him? So, yeah, I definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. Not like I would like compare it. Right. Is. Um, but there is another Comic Con coming up called Awesome Con here in DC, right? Mm-hmm. And we put in pra- we put in for uh, press passes for that event as well for Franken Culture. Shout out to Steve for that, by the way. Thank you so much for all the work you do for us. Um, and he was like, "Is there anybody that you want to interview?" And I literally wrote in AB Joe Johnson. That is all. Oh, dude. <laughs> You son of a bitch. I was, <laughs> you... like... <laughs> I was like, she's the only one How... I want <laughs> How dare you, Clifford? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous of you. I was like, she's the only oh, one. Man. She's the only one I need to meet. I was like, I'm I so legitimately... jealous, but I'm so happy for you. Like, if you get that, uh, you lucky like, son of a bitch. Jason, Jason David Frank, Walter Jones, Austin St. John, mm-hmm. and Amy Joe Johnson. I meet those four people. I've already met Stan Lee. I was like, I could die, happy mm-hmm. man. Like, <laughs> yo, Loki. I was like, that's that's all I need in my, in my life. <laughs> Be like, you guys. And I literally, I would feel, I feel like I would feel like you did, right? Where you're at that point where you're like, do you know who you are? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Oh my god. It's the pink ranger. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I would just I, I That's so cool, man. Like I'm uh like I said, like I'm kind of like like jealous, but like at the same time I'm just like, oh man, good for you. Good for you, Clay. <laughs> well so in this lineup too, Steve Steve and I talk about this like all the yeah. time, like in, on the side chats, right? Um but so let me read you some of the guests who are supposed to be at Awesome Con that I've also requested interviews with, right? So Gary Sipes. Yeah, let's hear it. Nice. Greg, Greg Sipes. Uh, Tara Strong. Uh, also uh, nice. Yep. Brent Spiner. Um, Ooh, nice. 
Cole Sprouse. You know. Uh, who is it? Cole. Uh, Cole Spruce. Is, is that how you pronounce it? Oh. Sprouse. Cole Sprouse? Sprouse. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's going to be there? He's going to be there. You might might want to get a ticket. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Like, no, I got to make this work. Carrie. Uh, Carrie. Uh, Ills. Lil. I always fuck with his name. Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't know how to pronounce his last name either. Don't is worry. U.S.? I know who you're talking US? about, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So fucking Sting is going to be there, too. I, I, I wrote that. Oh. I wrote it. Uh, <laughs> you wrote fucking Sting? Fucking Sting. <laughs> uh, John, uh, John Berthel will be there as well. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, another person I had a I, I guess if I met this person too I could I could be super excited. Kevin Sorbo is gonna be there. Oh, dude, that would be pretty cool to me. So, man. uh, Mike Coulter is gonna be there too. So, um, Luke oh. Cage. Yeah. Luke Cage himself. Luke Cage himself. Um, and then uh, Milo is gonna be there as well. And I I would just go ham if Milo uh, Ventil <laughs> Miligama, Miligama. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dude, dude, I'd kill to meet that dude. Uh, Phil Lamar so is gonna be there. Phil Lamar, the yeah, legend. The legend. Um, Sergeant Slaughter. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I was definitely hyped for that one. Uh, Theo Rosie. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so I don't care what people say. My favorite Batman, Val Kilmer, is gonna be there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Val does. Uh, he does a lot of the cons. So that's yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic will be there. Who? Weird Al. Oh, nice. Uh, right Will Wheaton. On. Will Wheaton. Uh, I put uh, Jason Isaacs is also going to be there. So it's kind of hype to see that one. Oh, dude, that's awesome. And the legend himself, Tim Curry. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's dope. But, that is so dope. And then uh, another voice, uh, another voiceover who's going to be there. We put a request in for him. I hope, God, I hope I get to meet this dude. Uh, San Schemmel. He does the voice of Goku oh, okay. from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I told That'd Kira that. Dope. I told Kira, Kira, like, her face little too. Like, oh, you going to go meet Goku? <laughs> it's like, chill, kid. You've only seen one episode. Like, you goddamn right I am. This is a lifetime. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> But yeah, oh so man, that's awesome, out. man! I really, yeah. I really, I really hope we can pull this off, and we can get to at least if we interviewed three of those people, like that would be amazing. Especially when we go to when we go to Philicon, well, um, Philadelphia Greater Greater Philadelphia Comic Con. When we go there, Walter Jones and uh, Charles Martinet are like the two top guys that I really, really want to interview. After that, yeah, it's kind of. Alan Oppenheimer will probably be next because I just I'm a huge fan of his, and then moving yeah. down when we go to to the Awesome Con, uh, Amy Joe Johnson and Sting are like my two top people oh. I yeah, have yeah, to yeah. meet. <laughs> <laughs> right even, on, man. Even if right I just on. say hi, uh, and shake somebody's hand, I'm just like I got to meet them. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Although, make sure you get the handshake right because. Again, I'm going to tell this super embarrassing story. Uh, when I met Manu Bennett, like he went to give me a handshake and I just totally messed up the handshake. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know how, I know what you guys are thinking. Like, how do you mess up a handshake? I don't know what I did. So <laughs> just make sure you get the handshake right. That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> 
yeah man uh i'm totally like i'm totally hyped for you and like i said man like after hearing all that like uh like cliff already kind of reached out to me to be like hey man you should come with me like and i said like you know i'll i'll try and work it out because i have a pretty busy schedule as well but yo man i'm gonna definitely have to look into it like for sure shuffle some things around see if i can make it work so i know that's philadelphia greater comic cons next week man so like for me trying to catch oh another movie i'm like yo but then obviously uh two weeks later after that will be um awesome con so try to make like those drives up and down it's yeah. gonna be ridiculous but i'm gonna enjoy it either way yeah it is yeah for sure for sure um so yeah okay so um yeah if nothing else uh i do i also want to give a shout out to franken culture I really do appreciate everything that they've done so far. And, uh, you know, even so far as like putting up my review for Shazam on the website. And uh, so, yeah, you know, again, it, it, it's a great partnership, I think. And, uh, you know, just really, really happy, really excited. So, I mean, I'm still, I'm still excited about it to this day. It's crazy. So yeah. Shout out to Frank and culture. And the last thing, uh, the last person I want to give a shout out to is a friend of the show, Savannah Meyer. Uh, she was filming a new project this last weekend. And then this weekend, she's got a red carpet event to go to. So I'm really happy, really excited for her. So, yeah. All right, man. So that's going to do it for us this week. This was a, this was a heck of a show. Hell and yeah. uh, I think it's only it's only going to get crazier because, like I said, we've got so much we're going to have to cover over the next couple of weeks. So everybody strap in because we're just getting started. And like I mentioned briefly in uh, the episode I did yesterday, we've got some new uh, we've got some new segments and stuff that we're going to be doing. And uh, we've already begun preparation on one of them, or at least I have. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and announce it right now because she is already committed to doing the segment with us. But uh, previous guest of the show, international best-selling author Elo Dominguez, will be back to join us for a new segment. So everybody uh, get excited about that. Stay tuned. We'll announce it soon. So, all right, Cliff, uh, that's going to do it for us, right? Yep. All right, all right. So. Yeah, good episode. Uh, you can always find us here uh, on Nerds of the Roundtable, anchor.fm slash nerds. You can also find us on Franken Culture. Cliff, tell everybody where they can find you online. So you guys can find me at cm underscore miller85, whether on Snapchat, Instagram, or even uh, Twitter. Um, and then you guys can find me here on Franken Cultures, Frankensteiner, Get the KO, as well as Nerds of the Round Table, because, you know, that's what we do. And then uh, you guys can also find me a part of uh, WCF Wrestling, where two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, I made my debut in uh, the Battle Royal. And that's where. Right. Yeah, Ugh, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so going forward, I. You know, I'm gonna be attached with them. I got invited to like nine more shows. It's been crazy. That's dope. 
Yeah. That's dope. Live my dream of pro wrestling. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much about it, though, man. So if you guys want to come chat with me, chat with me, and we'll, we'll chop it up. Yeah, and I say this all the time, but I mean it. Like, Cliff, you're so busy. You're a busy boy. I, don't, I honestly don't know how you do it. Um, and I'm going to put this out here. Like, uh, I know it's going to get edited out, but, like, Cliff is so busy. While we were recording this episode, he actually had to do another. Uh, he had to appear <laughs> on another thing that he had to do right in the middle of this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how busy he is. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. So, uh, just thanks, Cliff, man. Like, I appreciate everything you do. I know you're busy, but like, you always come through. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Keep living your life uh, to the fullest extent. I know you are. And, uh, you know, I'm just, like I said, I'm happy for you. So, and thank you for being a part of this with me. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm just glad that we get to do this, man, and have fun and just, just talk it up, man. Like, I know our schedules don't always match up. But when they do match up, yo, I feel like this shit turns fire, and it's always fun. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, uh, I feel like these pot every episode we've done, it seems like it just feels like they get better and better. So, yeah, man, I'm with you. Uh, so I'm Antonio Padilla. You can find me on Twitter at Tron Pilgrim. You can find me on Instagram and Snapchat at Tron Pilgrim eighty seven. And as always, you can find me right here on Nerds of the Round Table. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. Join us next time, same nerd time, same nerd channel. See you there, folks.